0: Hey guys, welcome to Library Overload. This is Tavia. This is Susie. Don't forget to go check us out on our blog where we post all of the books that we talk about and link to them so you can buy them immediately. Obviously. <laughs> and that is just libraryoverload.home.blog. And then check us out on Instagram where we post pictures, cute pictures of the books that we're talking about and we engage a little bit more. And we are just Library Overload there.
1: Alright, today is Beach Reads Week. Yay! Woo! I am actually going to beach the to beach. Going I'm, to beach! I'm going to beach this summer. Um, <laughs> uh, so this was like a fun like precursor to what I'm gonna be reading while at the beach. My reading this week gave me other things that I want to read, and so I'm gonna like, I'm gonna, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Nice. But Sounds fun. Yes. Beach Reads Week is a super fun week because what you read at the beach isn't something that's necessarily going to make you, like, give everything your full focus. You have to be, like, super engaged with your book. Like, it's something that can be kind of light. It can be something kind of funny. Something you get lost in. Yeah. some But something that it's okay to, like, put down for a minute when you want to go and, like, Mm -hmm. go swim or whatever like it's it's a beach reading is fun because it's it's not anything that's going to change your life but it's right you know it's fun like I like it I like it a
0: lot that's our take on beach reads anyway I know some people like to to do life-altering reading at the beach Um,
1: I mean I have read some super weird stuff at the pool
0: like I'm not gonna lie but, I do not want to be teared up crying at the beach. So usually I want to go with fun, happy light. Right. That's where my okay. head was. Although um, the last book that I'm going to
1: talk about did have me kind of tearing up. But in like a happy, mm-hmm. like I'm just so happy kind of tear. So awesome. I mean, I'll I'll wear sunglasses on the beach. No one will know. <laughs> That's fine.
0: <You're>, Good. <laughs> you're just a mysterious woman. Yes. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you cry at the beach and it's fine. <laughs> the ocean will drown your tears. Chris would look at me and be like, are you crying again?
1: <laughs>
0: yes.
1: Yes, I am. All right. Uh, can I go first this week? Sure. Thank you. So my first book that I'm going to talk about is actually one that I mentioned last year that I was very excited to read and Didn't get to it until this week, which is really, if that's not, you know, epitomous of a reader, I don't know what else is. Well, that
0: was a fancy word. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Uh, But no, like, I'm so excited to get this book, and then you don't read it for like a a year. Yeah, that's 100% how -hmm. we live our lives. So I'm going to talk about The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. Nice. This is a British author, which we love. And uh, so this follows Tiffy and Leon. Leon has an apartment, a flat, if you will. And uh, he decides to sublet or not sublet, rent out his room. Since he works third shift at a hospice facility as a nurse, he decides that he is going to rent his room out to someone during the daytime hours or during the nighttime hours. So that he can get some extra money. Because he's he's got a lot of bills. So Tiffy has just gotten out of a very bad relationship. She is very poor. And she needs somewhere to live. She can't live with her boyfriend anymore. And so she takes it. Even though she has never met Leon. They have never spoken. Except for a few texts. Nothing. Just she needs a place to stay. He's got a bed. So they become flatmates and they don't meet. They, mm-hmm. just con- they just converse by writing notes to each other like, hey, when is the garbage picked up? That's how it starts. Well, Leon has a girlfriend. And she is not at all interested in this whole thing that he has concocted to try to, you know, make a little yeah, money. obviously. Sure. So she is the one that actually meets Tiffy and lets her in, lets her kind of see the place. And Leon's girlfriend is like, oh, she's not pretty. So it's fine. I'm not even a little bit, not even a little bit. Yeah. Um, She's one of those. So what I loved about this was number one, I love the idea of you falling in love with someone's soul more, even before you even actually meet them in person. So Leon and Tiffy, only ever converse via notes and then eventually they get to um they start texting but for several months they don't ever meet they just sit write notes to each other so one old, tiffy will make a cake and leaves him a slice and leon will make dinner and leave her some leftovers and they'll just write little notes well number two what i really loved about this is it really, really showed how someone deals coming out of an emotionally abusive relationship. Like it truly showed Tiffy kind of coming to terms with the fact that her relationship was awful and you get to see her go to therapy and learn that what she's dealing with is okay and her relation her her. Issues that she's having are okay. They are normal. Like, And then you get to see Leon, whose brother has been put in jail for something he did not commit. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And you get to see Leon work through this awful thing. He's trying so hard to help his brother. But he can't afford to pay another lawyer after all of the stuff that they already did during the trial and all of that. And it's just a beautiful awesome chiclet like nice. you don't think that you're gonna get so much depth mm-hmm. in something that should you know it's just yeah. a romance it's whatever oh my god it was so good like I just kept thinking like this is not normal romance like nice. this is awesome I loved it so much like it it was so happy so wonderful like it of course had the same things that happen in every relationship there's always you know a big miscommunication and ah but it's I thought it was awesome I loved it so much
0: that's awesome yes Awesome, awesome. I am glad that you liked it. I'm glad that you finally got to read it. And finally that's one of the tropes that you like like, like one bed, two people. they have to share the bed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like
1: it seems Tiffy, ridiculous, but kind of it sounds like it works. It does. It works all the time, Tavia. Tiffy only sleeps on the left side and Leon only sleeps on
0: the right side and it's just like, oh my god. So good. That's his <laughs> So happy. What? What happened if, like, someone called in sick? Like, if he was sick, I mean... Oh, do you think that that's discussed in the book?
1: I hope so, (laughs) because that would be weird. (laughs) I will tell you that someone oversleeps. Oh. And it's it's, it's a happening. That's so funny. It was really good. I liked it a whole lot. And for those that don't like smut so much... This actually, it's, there's just a, a little bit of it. Like, you you understand that something's about to happen, but it's not, like, in your face, dirty. So, if you aren't into all the dirty, dirty, it's okay. This one isn't going to be, like, super in your face. Which, but it was, it was so good.
0: It's not one you have to clutch your pearls and hide from your mom? No,
1: ma'am. Mm-mm. If your granny asks you what you're reading at the beach, she will not... Just pass out when you tell her. <laughs> so it's good, yeah. That's
0: funny. Okay. Well, I am going to switch gears completely, entirely, and go way left field. Do it. This one took me by surprise. I didn't know it existed until a few weeks ago, and I was beyond ecstatic to find it. And this is called Wonderlust USA, and that is by Flula Borg. Flula. Flula. <laughs> <laughs> Lula Borg makes me so ridiculously happy. If you guys don't know who he is, he is a German comedian, DJ actor. He was in the Pitch Perfect movie where they battled the German acapella group. Oh, okay. He was the main guy. He's been on Conan several times. Uh, I think he did like a, a recurring role in there whatever, but he started on YouTube by dissecting American idioms. <laughs> so, like, there's this whole 10-minute video of him talking about the expression, she's a party pooper. <laughs> like, he does not understand the party pooper. It's beyond comprehension to him. He's like, she poops at the parties, and the people at the parties knows that she poops at the parties. <laughs> Do they keep <laughs> inviting her? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's it's hysterical He does several of those And that started like way back in 2007 So I've been kind of watching him Do these funny clips for many years Well now he has this book And the majority of his humor Is how ridiculous he sounds Speaking English So like you know He says the peoples go into the He puts S's on lots of things You know (laughs) it's just You can imagine in your head a German accent Saying funny things in, in English well in wanderlust usa it's an audio only so you can only listen to it but he interviews several people over the course of the thing so it's like an audio experience imagine i'm doing hand motions you guys can't (laughs) see it's like (laughs) all-encompassing experience (laughs) well he travels across the united states and goes to like random little Absurd kind of festivals and talks to people about why they're there and how to fit in and things like that. So, like, he goes to a UFO festival in Roswell.
1: He why wouldn't you go to there? to the
0: birthplace of Elvis for an Elvis memorial parade. Of course. Um, he, he goes to a, a reenactment of a civil... Or a revolutionary war in Lexington. The surfing World Cup in California. Okay. <laughs> and so he just goes and he talks to people that are there like Elvis impersonators or experts in the field or you know these sorts of things and he interviews them and then he talks through this whole thing and and like talks about his experiences and going to these random American things and and trying to understand it as a German person and it's hysterical hysterical i was cackling out loud <laughs> the whole time i was listening to it and it's it's not long it's like a four i think it's four hour audiobook and it, like i said it, it is only a an audio though so you can't get it in, in physical book but you wouldn't want to his humor is best heard in the, uh-huh. the medium of vocal i don't know what i'm trying to say you're doing great sweetie mm-hmm. what is this <laughs> what is this Audio. Audio. Auditory. Yes. Kind of like a podcast, Tavia. Kind of like that. <clears throat> I have been flummoxed by Flula's amazingness, so <laughs> I'm all a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but he's hysterical. And if you guys haven't, I'm going to make Susie post a link in the, the blog. But if you haven't seen his YouTube videos, you must. They're must-watch. Immediately. I will do that. Immediately. It's hysterical.
1: (laughs) Well, I saw that you were reading it, and I remember you talking to me about about this person, but I didn't put the two together. And so I was like, oh, she's reading a little travel thing. That's cute. So I didn't know that it was going to be, like, hilarious like that. No,
0: absolutely hysterical, cackling, laughing out loud, just, I mean... He he cracks me up, and nobody has heard of him. I need more that's people funny. to have heard of him because everybody knows when I say the pitch perfect guy, they just don't know that that's his name. Yeah, um, I didn't know his name. What kind of awesome name is that, Flula? <laughs> Flula Borg. I love it.
1: <laughs> well, that also makes me think of all the weird festivals around here. So <laughs> I grew up. I grew up in a tiny, tiny town, and we have the Rattlesnake Festival. <laughs> okay. There's even a Miss Rattlesnake Festival.
0: <laughs> wow. And you know what oh, that makes yeah. me think of? That makes me think of Hope Floats when she says, is this where you, the cream of corn? <laughs> 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 but she was the queen of corn. Yes. yes. Um, and then
1: uh, nearby there's a Fried Pickle Festival, oh, which gosh. sign me up for that. Yeah. And then about an hour-ish away is a Cornbread Festival. Oh, Um, I have been to the Cornbread
0: Festival. It is mm -hmm. quite yummy. I've not gone, uh, but I I would love to go. I used to go to travel and go to little festivals with my parents all the time, but it makes me think of an outsider's experience coming Mm -hmm. to this. Like, (laughs) you know. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, like Like, the UFO
0: festival. Right. I would
1: love to go to the UFO festival. That sounds like my kind of weird. But I can just imagine like a German person going to the Rattlesnake Festival and being like, what the
0: f- Like, oh my (laughs) god. Y'all are (laughs) crazy. That's so So funny. My hometown, oddly enough, has several scenes in the movie October Sky filmed in it. And I know this is just like a random. That's so random. But it's a tiny town outside of Knoxville, Oliver Springs, if anyone knows what I'm talking about. But they have taken this October Sky and run with it. So every year there's an October Sky Festival. Oh, my gosh. And basically it's just a fall festival. But they remind you every year that the movie was filmed there by calling it the October Sky Festival. Mm -hmm. And it's just fun well, they
1: they filmed a couple of scenes in Chattanooga for Water for Elephants. Mm-hmm. like, and people lost their minds over. It. We even had like a red carpet event for the movie. Yeah. And it's just like, guys,
0: I it think was just
1: like forty two here they, they did, yeah, at one of our old baseball stadiums, yeah. Or baseball fields. I don't know what they're called. Whatever. You were, you were fine. Okay. Um, We've established
0: yeah. people are not here for sports analysis. Yeah. No. Please don't come to me for
1: sports. But that sounds really funny. I yeah. I will it definitely check out a video.
0: It was everything I needed because it was like fun summer activities, hysterical German guy trying to speak English. I mean, it was just it was just funny. It was good that stuff. That was funny. Very lighthearted.
1: Good. Yep. That's what you want. All right, I went weird for my next one. I'm sure that is not a big surprise to anyone.
0: You just stay weird, mainly. I mean, yeah. sometimes you go normal, but mostly you're weird. (laughs) I prefer it that way,
1: honestly. But I read Jaws for the first time.
0: Now, why would you want to read Jaws as a beach read?
1: So let me tell you, my family goes to St. Augustine every single year years ago Shark Week used to be on TV the exact week that we went to the beach every year and you know what we did when we got back into our condo watched Shark Week that's the kind of family I'm from so it doesn't bother me at <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all to read about sharks at the beach it actually makes me laugh a whole lot but also because I don't put myself so too far into the ocean so no shark can get me unless it's like a baby shark and then it'd be like well you're so cute like what am I gonna do so it's yeah
0: I'm pretty sure even if a baby shark bites me the first thought is you're so cute Is not not gonna be what happens in my head it'll be fine also Um, you're the same person who told me once that you would punch a shark in the nose and I seriously doubt that that would ever happen I want to set this up for a shark to bite you just so I can see how badass you think you really are
1: Tavia, I have uh, learned many things on Shark Week, and one of them is you can hit the shark in the nose, oh, you and can. it will it
0: You can't. I'm sure people can. I'm sure people can do this and get away with it, but you, you cannot. I can never, in a million years, see you pulling this off. You don't know me. <laughs> I do.
1: <laughs> you do not. So Jaws is about a tiny beach town um, <laughs> off of Long Island. Uh, and, uh, this is written in the seventies and I will preface this by saying I just got a Kindle version because I couldn't find it. I couldn't get it from the library and he does like a forward, I guess, many years after the book was originally published. And he just goes on to talk about how after writing the book, he has learned so many things about sharks and how they're not really man eaters and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, well, that's nice. Like, that's really cool so I start reading and there's like some seventies era flight racism and homophobia in there. And I'm like, so you took the time to assure us that you have changed your opinions on sharks and you didn't, you didn't feel like fixing anything else. And this is like first chapter. And I was like, okay, buddy. It's like, okay. So spot? I just,
0: you say that. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. I did it. It's Peter Benchley. So, I do want to preface that. I don't want anyone to think that I didn't notice it or didn't care. It was noticed. But, this follows the police chief in this tiny, sleepy town it, that relies on its summer vacationers coming for three months out of the year. It's where they get like 90% of their income. The thousand people that live in this town, they rely on these summer tourists. Well... When a woman is found partially eaten by a shark. Right. Chief Rhodey is like, oh, well, we need to shut the beaches down. And everyone in power in the city is like, no, it's just a one-off. It will never happen again. No one's ever been bitten by a shark here. Well, then it happens again and then again. And so finally, you know, he is finally putting his foot down. He's wanting to close the beaches. And so they go out. On a very small boat to try to kill we're this. We're gonna need a bigger boat, right? Is that
0: enough? No, it's not.
1: <gasps> no, it's not. That's so disappointing. I know. I know. I kept waiting for it. I'm gonna need to rewatch the movie. It's been years since I've seen it, it's and so one of there Daniel's were things favorites. We Daniel and I have been talking about it this week, so I need to rewatch it. It's on HBO Max. Uh, all three of the Jaws are actually. So I
0: am gonna need to watch it. Soon. The third one is complete rubbish. Please don't watch it. Somehow I have only seen it once in a, a water amusement park. Somehow. Oh, oh! I don't recall that at all. <laughs> I've only seen it once, and it was probably fifteen years I mean, it ago. It does have a very young Dennis Quaid in it, so there's that. Oh, really? Well, I will say
1: I thought the book was fine. It was. I felt like it. It ended rather anticlimactically, but I mean, kind of so does the movie. Like, I don't know, but it was, it was fine. I will say that I almost, instead of reading Jaws when I couldn't find it for a couple of days there, I almost read a nonfiction about sharks because I'm leaning in hard on the sharks. So there is a nonfiction called Emperors of the Deep, and it's by William McKeerer. And it's all about sharks and how they're kind of, people are terrified of them only because, you know, they are kind of scary. But it kind of goes into, like, what they do for the environment, what they do for the ocean, how they protect it, and all that stuff. And so, it sounds lovely.
0: Daniel keeps giving me that garbage about spiders and shit, and I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it about (laughs) sharks either. I mean, you do you, boo-boo. Get rid of them all. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But...
1: um. I am glad I read it because now I can say it's just another one of those. It's a movie that I've seen and I've never seen the, never read the book. And so yeah. I've checked off two of those in the past month. Yeah, so I'm yeah. very pleased. And I'm sure um, Daniel
0: is delighted that you read it so that
1: he can chat with you about it. I am sure he is. I will need to rewatch it and then I will absolutely talk to Daniel all about it.
0: Sounds, sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I cannot tell you how much I loved this next book that I read. Yay! I loved it so, 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 so much. This is Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating. And that is by Christina Lauren. And okay. we know that I am a super huge fan of them right now. I kind of want to read through everything. Especially since this one was also as equally good as The Unhoneymooners. Oh,
1: I tried so hard to read The Unhoneymooners. And I'm next in line at the oh. library. I own it. am so mad.
0: You could have just... Tavia! I didn't know that you wanted... I didn't I know just, that you could, I, couldn't get I it. Just,
1: I could just hit you. Punch you like a shark.
0: I didn't know you couldn't get it. It's on my Kindle.
1: I have been on the waiting list for months with the library.
0: So, I'm mad at you now. Okay. My B. Continue with your stupid book. Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating. It was hysterical, it was romance. It was just, oh, it was just wonderful. It is about, obviously, Josh and Hazel. What? Shocking. <laughs> but they meet for the first time in college when Hazel gets really drunk and pukes on Josh's shoes. And that's Lovely. That's the first time they've met. What a meet, cute. Yes, this book gave me very big when Harry met Sally vibes. Okay. So they meet hazel's kind of like this catastrophic like just hurricane of a person like she just she is so unabashedly herself that it's it's just beautiful she's like a complete whirlwind i love reading people like that tiffy in the flat chair was like that loved it I mean, she's hysterical. She, I was looking, there's some little things. Oh, she's, she never says the right thing in like a delicate moment, but yeah, she's just completely crazy. Like the kitchen is a complete disaster when she's done cooking, you know, that kind of hurricane of a person, but she's just so much herself that it's very hard for some people to handle, you know, like she's like dancing to the music that nobody else can hear and mm-hmm. you know, that kind of person. Well, Josh is very reserved and very mellow. Very straight-laced. And seven years later, so they meet in college. He ends up being her TA. She she emails him one day when she has her wisdom teeth taken out that she's going to miss class. And her mom said, I should write that for you. And she's like, no, it's fine. But she was all drugged up. And so she wrote a hysterical email. And he said he still had it.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: And so he kind of just thinks of her as this, like, spectacle of a person. Like, he goes back and says, I kind of always thought you were just in a phase. But apparently, this is how you are. <laughs> <laughs> but they meet up seven years later, and okay. they're in Portland, Oregon. And Hazel has actually become best friends with Josh's sister. And she, Josh has been out of town, and he didn't realize she didn't realize that was his sister. So they meet at a backyard barbecue, and she thinks that he's just like the most gorgeous she's always thought that but she's just kind of you know i'm too hazel for someone like him Mm -hmm. and he's coming out of a relationship that has been it's like a four-year relationship and he just found out the girl had been cheating on him for like two years Uh. so they're not in very good places and then hazel's apartment floods And she needs a place to stay. And her sister, or Josh's sister, says, go stay with Josh. He's going to be out of town. Go stay at his house. Well, then he comes home early. Oh, And they're at the house. And so they kind of strike up this friendship. And so they're friends for a while. And they decide that they both need to put themselves back out there. So they start setting each each other up on blind dates. So they're doing double date blind dates. And they get progressively worse. Like <laughs> hysterical level stuff. Like one time they show up and the couple, that the two people that they each have picked actually used to date each other. And oh. yeah. And they, they're they on a boat. They went, they picked a fishing trip oh my <laughs> they're on a boat and nobody can get away. And it's, it's just chaos. But as you can predict in a rom-com, it's like, you know, they stop setting each other or they continue setting each other up with bad people. Cause they're kind of falling in love with each other. Love it. And then there's this giant thing that happens at the end. You're like... And it was just... It had a beautiful, happy, wonderful, happy tears ending. It was everything you want it to be. It made you laugh. It made you cry. There was some smut.
1: Very nice. It wasn't
0: overt smut like on the first page. It was well over 60% in before anything happened. Like, it was just... And it was funny. It was so witty and hysterical. Like Hazel, I want to be Hazel. I strive to be that kind of person. Like to be so unafraid to be yourself. And just, you know, understand that you're not gonna make everyone happy, but that's okay because you make yourself happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, also she has a menagerie. She has a dog. She has uh- a parrot named vodka. She <laughs> a, yeah. She <laughs> she has a, a <laughs> rabbit. Named Janice Hoplin My god And she has a fish named Daniel Craig Because <laughs> that tail man <laughs> She
1: oh is amazing
0: Amazing that spectacular Oh yeah and her dog's name is Winnie the poodle <laughs> Yes, I love I love 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 Hazel And her and Josh are just perfect for each other. And it's happily ever after in just such a glorious way that only romance books can be. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to pick that up soon. Oh, my God. It was amazing. I can't wait to read their entire backlog now. Because it's two solid five-star books that I've read from them. And so I want to just reread, read, 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 read. read. Yeah, that sounds great. Maybe I'll read that after I borrow your
1: (laughs) Unhoneymaners.
0: I didn't know you needed it like you had mentioned wanting to read it but I thought that meant that you were getting it so I I didn't know that you didn't have it rude (sighs) that's fine I am it's fine
1: okay so my last book I read this week uh, was a five star and you know rom-coms or chick lit or whatever you want to call it for the most part they're just like three maybe four stars for me just because you know they're all the same like you know you get a couple together for the most part they hate each other in the beginning and then they kind of work themselves out and then there's a big big miscommunication and so they separate and then they get back together and it's happy well this one was a five star rom-com for me Fantastic. I feel like I just knocked it out of the park this week. I'm so happy with it. So this one is The Right Swipe by Alicia Rye. This is uh, a new series that she started. The series is called Modern Love. And it's all... uh, So she's got the second one out right now. It's just called A Girl Gone Viral. And so it's just... It's romances in this 21st century world. So the right swipe follows Rhiannon and Samson.
0: Rhiannon... I
1: I have never met a Rhiannon. um, But it is a lovely name. But Rhiannon is kind of a very jaded woman. But she started her own dating app and it's like the feminist version of tinder
0: Oh okay. um,
1: so you can I didn't choose, know that,
0: that could exist that's pretty awesome
1: well you can choose whether or not you want uh just a relationship if you're looking for a relationship or if you want to hook up and then you can it's actually if a guy contacts you he's He is literally unable to send a dick pic unless you request it. Like, (laughs) it's amazing. So um, Rhiannon goes to this kind of big uh, conference where all these different apps are there. There's like a, a get together with the people that have dating apps and there's an old school dating website called matchmaker it's uh two sisters started this like 20 years ago you fill out this very long quiz and there's a percentage of you matching with someone and you get a you'll get like a bulk uh set of people that you matched with and blah 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 matchmaker is kind of kind of on the downward slope and so Rhiannon wants to buy them So she kind of sneaks into this party to see if she can meet with the remaining sister to see if she can talk to her about buying it. Well, the sister is not there, but she happens to see Samson, the sister's nephew, who is now the new face of matchmakers. He, the retired football player, has decided. Um, has willingly put himself on the app. You could possibly be matched with him. You could go on a date with him, be filmed for part of the commercial for Matchmaker. The terrible thing is, Rhiannon and Samson actually met on Rihanna's app, and he ghosted her. Oh. And so now Rhiannon is having to deal with Samson and trying wanting to buy, you know, his family's business and All of this. And it's so, so good. Like, you see kind of how Rhiannon is the way she is and why and how jaded she's become and why. You see Samson, who is a retired professional football player. His father was a pro football player. His uncle was a pro football player. And he's dealing with his own turmoils because of that. Because both of his, both his father... And his uncle's brothers, they both died um, due to, to underlying issues with the concussion um, issues that football yeah. players can get. And so he's kind of dealing with that and the fallout from that because he straight up walked off the field in the middle of a game because uh-huh. his coach tried to put his already concussed friend back out onto the field. And so Samson straight up walked off the field and retired. And so he's been out for 10 years now. People call him a curse. Like he just, it's not a great thing for him to be back in the spotlight again, but he's doing it as a favor to his aunt. And it's just, it's wonderful. They're both flawed, wonderful people. Rhiannon has such severe trust issues due to a stupid man. And Samson deals with them like it's, it's one of those things where she really relies on consent and he totally gets it from the start and respects it and understands that he may not know why, but it doesn't matter. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it was awesome man like I loved it so much I just I loved that I was getting more out of a romance than just the sappiness
0: yeah it sounds like like they're tackling a couple of other big issues yes
1: like Like, it was fantastic I felt the same way about the flat chair like it's just I love the romance and you can just read it and just be happy but if you want there's so much more to get out of it oh it's fantastic I was so pleased with it Yay! So yay I for can, reading! Yay for reading! So I cannot wait to read more of her books because this is an author of color. Uh, Rhiannon is a black woman. Samson is a Samoan man. So it was just all of the different kinds of people. It was just wonderful. Rhiannon was a badass. She created her own app. She's now a millionaire. Like she's just mm. taken over the world and it's awesome. Loved it.
0: Awesome. Very exciting.
1: hmm okay. Oh, and there was also, hey, sorry, Samson's aunt is one of those eccentric, crazy, rich ladies that we love. That and I want to be. Yes. Like, I need money so that I can be the eccentric, crazy lady. Like, mm-hmm. I can't just act like that in the status that I am right now. You have to have money in order to act like that. So yes. I'm going to need money, but then I'm going to be the eccentric lady. Okay.
0: Sounds mm-hmm. good. Yes I'm working on it it. Mm -hmm. It's our our 20 year plan Yes yes Okay the next one I full disclosure I'm only 25% into And that is the one you recommended In our matchmaking episode This is If I Never Met You By Vari McFarlane And if you're wondering about Vari And why you can't find it in the V's It's because it starts with an M (laughs) It's M-H-A-I-R-I Vari Very nice None. No part of my brain would have looked at that and come up with that name. But she has it right there on her little biography, so it's fine.
1: I'm That's, sure she
0: gets it a lot. I'm sure. <laughs> but basically, I have only read the devastating stuff so far. <laughs> so I was a little weepy this morning. <laughs> it it definitely has already gotten my emotions. Good. But it's going to be about Laurie and Jamie. And they work at the same office as lawyers and they start a fake romance because Lori's boyfriend of 18 years, 18. She's That's 36. Such a long time. Yes. They, she's 36. They've been together since they were 18 and they are unmarried and they're unmarried. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, they're, I mean, it's part of the whole thing. Okay. But he up and leaves her one day. Just, no nope, I'm done. I don't want this anymore come to find out he has been having a little person and his new girlfriend is pregnant (laughs) and he works at the same office building that she does and the gossip is insane and then on the flip so that's all that i've read so far is Mm -hmm. the breakup like literally he just told her that she his girlfriend's pregnant and he's trying to act all like superior when the whole time he's been like, you know, she thinks he's been cheating because they've only been broken up two months and their girlfriend's pregnant. And, right. Yeah. So moving forward, we're going to meet Jamie, who is like an office playboy. He sleeps around a lot. And so the gossip is about him, you know, in his sex life and he's just a playboy or whatever. Well, apparently he's going to need to look good in front of the law firm's bosses. And settle down. Laurie wants to kind of save face in the light of this new revelation that's come out. So they start a fake relationship. So they they go all out, put it on Facebook, have like photo shoots and everything. (laughs) And at some point they're going to fall in love with each other. But I haven't made it there yet. I've only made it through the completely, utterly soul-crushing, devastating first few chapters that literally had me weeping on the couch i was like how could he do that (laughs) but yeah i I mean 18 years that's like you know that's her whole yeah you know that's like the freshman year of college had a child and then Mm. put it out of the house Oh my gosh. She was going to come off of the birth control. And I guess it got him thinking that he didn't want kids. So that's what he told her when he left. And then he comes up and this girlfriend's pregnant. And it's like this whole thing. And it's British. And Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be spectacular. Because already the emotion has got me. Like I'm, I'm invested. I'm in. And some of the hilarious things that she says to him like she, you know she's like don't try to outlaw your me like you know and stuff <laughs> like, that. like god she, can you imagine being dumped by a lawyer like ugh. yeah she like because he tries to claim that he wasn't cheating and like she's like i'm a lawyer i will figure it out <laughs> like, and so i think it's gonna be spectacular and funny and like moving forward i just have to get past the sad bit
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> you're gonna get through it
0: yes I I really tried very hard to get through all of it this week. It just didn't happen for me. Yeah. So I'm very
1: excited that what you've gotten through so far has been good. Yes.
0: One of the big things that happened this week is that we inherited slash rescued another dog very unexpectedly. So getting him accustomed to our home, dealing with his health issues and things like that has been very time consuming.
1: So, and then dealing with Portia's poor emotions of not being the baby
0: anymore. Yes. And she's there. They have had a couple of tiffs, and we're back to normal. But I mean, these are Akita's. So he's 100 pounds. He weighs 100 pounds and she weighs 60 pounds. So their tiffs like rock the house just for the record. Like you can feel the walls move, but I think we're in a good place. She seems really happy now to have a playmate. Good. He's good. He's happy to be inside again. And uh, some of his skin issues and stuff are healing up. So I'm very happy about that. Good. But I just didn't get as much reading done because I was nurturing a 100-pound baby. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Kiko, and he looks like a teddy bear cub.
1: Isn't Kiko, was that the name of the sweet, sweet gorilla that Robin Williams was friends with? Or was that Coco?
0: Coco. I think Coco was the gorilla that learned to use sign language. I don't know about Robin Williams, though. Yeah, they were friends. Awesome. Or is Coco his cat? I do know for a 100% fact that Coco was a gorilla that learned how to use sign language. I have no information about her relations to Robin Williams, though. Okay. Um, If that's the...
1: Yeah, Coco did know sign language. Coco knew like uh, almost 100 words in sign language from what I remember. And Coco loved Robin Williams movies. And so um, Coco's keepers reached out to him and he was like, of course, I would love to meet your gorilla. Yeah. Um, And Coco had a baby kitty. Yeah, it was just so precious. But, yeah, I have not adopted any more animals because I have four, and Chris would kill me. Yeah. Well,
0: we had zero intentions of getting another dog. But this happened kind of an emergency situation, and the previous owner realized that things weren't, you know, getting better, that their situation. Like, his son ended up being allergic, and so it just became a whole situation. Um, So we kind of took Kiko on very last minute like he called Daniel the day before we got him wow he came over he brought her over to meet him over to meet Portia and when they got along he left him that I mean that was wow it was very last minute very sudden we did not set out to get another dog but there you have it I have two giant giant dogs in my house right now Uh, we'll Well, we'll post some pictures online so you guys
1: well i'm glad that they're getting along i was worried about miss portia but i'm glad
0: just distraught all week worried about the two of them worried about his little health issues and worried about her being okay with him and being comfortable but they love to play with each other so it's Good. good i bet their wrestling matches also
1: shake the whole house
0: whole house like the tv i thought Daniel, we have to figure out a way to secure the TV better to come down. Like, they just shake everything. That's nuts.
1: I'm sure Chris is going to love playing with them.
0: Yes, Uncle Fish. (laughs) But I did have one more book I wanted to talk about. This is not one that I got to read, but one that is on my list. My Raider, if you will. (laughs) And that is um, Something to Talk About by Meryl. Wilsner. and this would also be good for a Pride read. I'm talking about. I know. Also, I like the Julia Roberts movie of that same name. Oh, I've seen that. Yes. It is good. But this would be good for Pride week because it is a gay romance or a lesbian romance. And Joe is a showrunner. She has this brand new show that is getting ready to launch, and it's going to be like her first big show. And then her assistant, Emma, and she is like basically her right hand man or whatever. And then tabloids say that they think that there's something there. And the two girls are like, no, this is crazy. There's nothing there. She's just my assistant or whatever. And then it's like, oh, but maybe maybe there is something there. And I'm very intrigued to follow this. Mm. You know, lesbian romance. I've... Hollywood Yeah.
1: Things. Yeah, no, I mean, all the good things. Yeah. Um, I think I've heard of it, um, and I I want to say it's even on my list, but, yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds really cute.
0: Yeah, I think it would be really cute. And also, Beach Reads. The actual book, Beach Reads. Or Beach oh,
1: Reads. yeah. Uh, another one that I'm on the wait list for. I'm so mad. I was planning on yeah. reading Library's it.
0: Libraries Not Being Open is making the e read waitlist extensive mm-hmm. but like I had to like specifically choose
1: like the only books that were available now and it literally like, like it went from like thousands of books to like hundreds and I was just like <laughs> <laughs> <That's bummer. laughs> but yeah Beach Reads I've, I've been on the hold list for a while and it keeps telling me that soon it'll be available soon and I'm just like and I was planning on reading that too. Yeah. It sounds so cute. It does it's, sound cute. It's two authors um end up kind of taking themselves on a retreat to kind of write their next novel. One is a romance romance novelist and the other is a what is he?
0: I think it's literary
1: fiction is what he wrote. Okay.
0: Something very academic mm-hmm. like. Yeah.
1: So yeah. And he's kind of like hoity toity about it. And so they're both, they kind of both figure out that they're both there. And so they challenge each other to kind of get out of their writing slumps. Like they'll both write each other's genres. And so she takes him on little meet cute adventures. And he takes her to like interview people that were affiliated with crime or whatever. Like something like hilarious. And it just sounds adorable. And I so desperately want to read it so as soon as this becomes available y'all best believe I'm (laughs) reading it within 24 hours like I cannot wait
0: yeah it sounded really cute and it's Mm -hmm. on my list to read as well and as is something to talk about yes all right guys I hope we've given you
1: lots to read and think about Mm -hmm.
0: yes hope so hope your beach reading or your staycation when you really wish you could have gone to the beach but it's still closed or you don't want to go kind of thing yeah and have a little escapism in some of these books yes
1: oh I can't wait to be at the beach the beach that my family always goes to is saint augustine it's currently open but not all of the restaurants are and stuff but we always we rent condos so we'll have kitchens so it's like even if we just go to the beach and cook dinner like not mad about it Mm -hmm. at all so very excited that's in a few weeks though so nice happy beach reading everyone yes and share
0: with us what you're beach reading yes please 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 and we will talk to you next time Bye. bye